we wanted to f- connect the dots yeah around the island yeah. and it's uh, i didn't know there were so many black people until i made this page myself <laughs> yeah, I, the first time i ever heard a black person with a non-dublin accent i was 18 17 years old <laughs> you know yeah so so we wanted to connect the community across the island north and south of the border we wanted to give the community a voice we wanted to empower the community but we also wanted to show and share with wider Irish society our history and our accomplishments because despite because no matter what color or whatever this anyone is on this island the stories we share the successes the struggles everything they're all uniquely Irish Hello and welcome back to another episode of Finterviews. I'm your host Connor Finn and this is a show where I get to chat to the most interesting people I know. On the show this week I was thrilled to welcome on for a chat the brilliant Bonnie Odemina. Now if you're not familiar with Bonnie you'll probably be more familiar with his work who is one of the co-founders, co-creators of Black and Irish. And yeah, I suppose with it being Black History Month, I couldn't think of anybody better who over the last year with the likes of George Floyd and the Black Lives Matter movement has been instrumental to educate and empowering, creating a community that I suppose has kind of been left in the shadows for a long time. And yeah, on the chat, me and Bonnie kind of went through all that. We talked all about his experience growing up black in Ireland, how he co-founded the Black and Irish Instagram page, which is now a phenomenal 50k thousand followers on it, and even a podcast series, and basically the community and change that has since came from it through educating and sharing stories of the impact and history of the black community throughout Irish culture. Bonnie is one of the most articulate people <laughs> I've had the pleasure of chatting to. Um, he is just so passionate about educating everybody and kind of sharing, you know, his own experiences and really shine a light on something that it's only been through this pandemic and it's only been through the last years that I think we've really jumped headfirst into some of the issues that have been underlying in our society and Bonnie has just been doing it with the best flair and was an absolute pleasure to interview but send me rambling on because that's basically what the podcast is anyways <laughs> please do enjoy this latest episode of interviews with the wonderful Bonnie Odemina. well welcome back to another episode of interviews on the show this week I am thrilled to welcome on Welcome on. Jeez, I can't even get the words out. Bonnie O'Demina. How's it going, Bonnie? <laughs> hey, Connor. What's the story? How are you getting <laughs> Could on? Did you see the, the sweat coming off my forehead there as we're like recording <laughs> and, and like chanting ah, and fuck up grand. anything? <laughs> ah, sure. Look, all in days good work, isn't it? You're grand. Go on. Exactly. Exactly. God. But um, how are we doing, Bonnie? How's the form? I We were just chatting there. You're... Uh, I've been living up life, having a good summer, and uh, yeah, you're 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 just coming out of a a, a dark. Uh, what, what was that again? <laughs> Terminator. Basically, oh, I've spent the last week just binge watching every single Terminator movie, <laughs> and not just that, I even sought out the TV series as well. So I don't know what it was. Blame Amazon Prime because it, they had like they had the fifth Terminator movie in there. I was about five minute into five minutes into the movie. And I thought to myself, "Hold on, I need to catch up on the previous ones to figure out what's going on." Yeah, I mean, and Jesus. that's a deep dark hole that threw me into. So look at <laughs> keep going. Yeah, and like I mean, from one deep dark hole to another, you're on the interview. So Jesus Christ, I mean, like we're just <laughs> yeah, we're just spelling down here, fucking landsliding it. Jesus, you must yeah, be like go hard to go home. <laughs> You're like, yeah, get from the bottom, here we go up. Um, but no, like, absolutely delighted to have you on. Um, I mean, we've chatted a wee bit beforehand here, just to make sure that I wasn't psychopath, so hopefully uh, that didn't come across. But um, I suppose, <coughs> Bonnie, for those who are tuning in and who maybe haven't heard of yourself, uh, <laughs> rude, uh, <laughs> but like... Now you're grown. Yeah, but maybe give us a brief introduction. Maybe tell us a bit about yourself, where you're from, background, kind of, I suppose, what you're known for, what we're going to be kind of have you chatting here about today 
Yeah, unreal. Thanks so much for having me on today, Connor. Really, really do appreciate it. So, yeah, my name is Bonnie O'Demina. I'm 26 years old. I'm from South Dublin, currently living in London at the moment. Um, I am the co-founder for Black and Irish, which is a page that was found just over a year ago to highlight the successes and struggles of Ireland's Black and mixed race community. Um, as well as that, I'm a national podcaster with RTE. I'm one of the podcasters for the Black and Irish podcast, which has been an absolute privilege and honor to be <laughs> co-hosting. And finally, I'm known as also a TikToker ranking Ew. up to over, oh, well, you stop now, it's the future, <laughs> ranking up to over 166,000 followers on the app itself. So yeah, um, that's some of the things I do and it's um, it's been fun, it's been amazing, but it's also been quite a, a privilege to be doing my part in educating and helping people overall so yeah it's been cool yeah i suppose like you <laughs> up a lot more succinctly than i fucking would uh, <laughs> i like had three notes on here being a tiktoker and i was be like i had the stats and all you took that that was my fading <laughs> point there no but as you said i suppose like i mean that's where i probably initially came in contact with your work and your stuff was through i suppose the black and irish page but also from you know black and irish podcast like and as well with your TikTok, I feel like that fed into, you know, the way TikTok literally knows everything about you. Then obviously that started fading <laughs> in with as well. But I suppose over the last couple of years, I mean, your journey kind of, I suppose, into this kind of role of being like a kind of spokesperson, somebody that's known, I suppose, for speaking about everything Black, Irish kind of history, like, you know, culture, like dealing with kind of issues that I suppose over lockdown um have became like one of the most prevalent things i suppose with black lives matter and george floyd and brianna taylor so many things are drawn to the forefront i feel like has also given light to you know different people like yourself that are coming and people are looking for you know some kind of informative some kind of education that like instead you know walking on eggshells around things they're being like right we yeah. want people to have proper conversations and break things down in a way where it's not just being talked at it's being talked through and I suppose that's where I mean over the last kind of year I've kind of been following your story and stuff like this as well so um that's this yeah exactly I, 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 unreal you, yeah <laughs> but I suppose like uh first and foremost like as I was saying there, over the last year, it's been a bit mental, I suppose, even for yourself as well. And even just kind yeah. of seeing all the amount of press and stuff that you've been on to, as you said, with the podcast as well. Second season. Beep, beep, beep. Hey, <laughs> we love but, to see you. But like, I suppose, when did you first kind of get into this like role within, you know, activism, kind of speaking out about, I suppose, like Black and Irish, like I suppose even before the page, you kind of went off your own bat, wasn't it really? Mm. Um, when you start off with the IGTVs, like, but I suppose, was this something that like, you kind of gravitated towards and had like passed for? Or did you ever potentially have another path in mind? Because, I mean, it seems from some of the things I've seen like in your past and stuff, like this seems like a pretty, you know, traction line. It flew really easily into this, I suppose, from yeah. like the rest of your kind of background. That's actually interesting. Um, cause I've never been asked that question in this way. So thank you. Um, You're welcome. I'm, I'm a pro here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Will you stop? Um, I, th I think for me growing up in general, I've always been somebody that um, always saw the best in people, I would say. Yeah. I was a very curious kid growing up. You know, my dad used to buy me encyclopedias for fun, you know, and I loved them. And I, Sorry, always, I, I was always... <laughs> My dad used to buy me encyclopedias and I would read them for fun. Can you imagine? Mad. Wow. You know what I mean? Crazy, I know. I was wow. playing PS1 and PS2 at the same time, you know. But, nerd. Um, <laughs> definitely. Uh, a, a bit of a saucy nerd, you know. But I've, I've always been someone that's always loved information. And, and in my home, education has always been highly championed, you know. Mm. My dad was a, a foreign officer for the Nigerian government. And mm. my mum was a teacher back in Nigeria, you know, before we moved to Ireland. And um, education was a massive thing. So education and, and, and care for everyone else in this weird way, see. So that kind of was always on my back in most things I would do, you know. Mm. You know, elements of this showed when I was in college, when I was in university at DIT, where, you know, I, you know, co-founded the Law Society and, was chair there and then I got involved in the Students Union. I was Student Union president and stuff like that. 
Um, I've always been passionate about. Um, I've always been passionate just about helping people in general, and whether that be the wider population or whether that be my local community in some capacity. And you asked me like before even the page, like this seems it seemed like I was on this linear path, and it's quite interesting because it was something that was on that was quite these type of things came up when I first went for president mm. in DIT because. I was elected the first black president there. So these type of questions came up as in regards to representation and and everything under that umbrella, you know. Um, so, you know, it was big for me at that time to, to be a face, not just for the entire campus and the student population, but to be a face for people who look like me, to be able to, you know, see someone who looked like them and then kind of inspire them to move forward itself, which... I'm proud to f- believe that I did, you know, when, so like in general, representation and equality for everybody has always been someone in the back of my head. I remember when I was in fifth class and um, I, ah, ah, you look, I, I'll tell the story. I've never said it publicly, but I'll say it. I remember I was in fifth class and <laughs> a particular interaction took place between me and the, and my teacher at the time. Mm. And I felt the the way it was handled was quite unjust towards myself. And there I was, 10 years old, stood in front of the class and said, no, that's racist. You can't pick me up like that. Jesus. And it was because of the, yeah, 10 years it was because, I wasn't afraid at all. I thought, look, that's wrong. Don't do yeah. that. Why am I the one being picked out here? Yeah. You know? And it's because my father and my mom always told me that if you felt feel something's wrong, stand on your own two, two feet and believe in yourself, you know? Hmm. So that this type of you know standing up against injustice was always something that that, that I grew up with. I didn't hmm. know what it was, but it was it was like it was a small little flame that kind of gradually started to grow. And in in twenty twenty summer twenty twenty, when everything really kicked off in regards to the BLM movement, etc., that situation, like many other black and mixed race people at the time, forced me to really reflect on my upbringing. And my experiences in, in in a white in a predominantly white society, you know, hmm. and 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 it got me really thinking to myself, you know, what can I do as an individual to not just better support and um, elevate my, my community, but also improve my white Irish society for for all of us in some capacity, because you know we all know that racism and discrimination is an illness. Mm. you know but, so it's really up to ourselves to play our part to find a vaccine you know because see that point yeah. you're proud of yourself <laughs> saying that as well oh, i said you just like give away glance or tip your heart <laughs> yeah. yeah but you know it, it was sorry it was one of those things so basically like you know yourself when when, when the whole thing kicked off I had this, I wanted to say something, I wanted to do something, mm. but I wasn't sure what to do. I remember at one point I wrote a poem, but I didn't feel that after after bringing it back to my siblings, it, it wasn't impactful enough. So mm. I just thought to myself, let me go on IG Live with my little brother and little sister and let's just talk about, let's just, ha- let's just talk about what we've always talked about behind yeah. closed doors about ourselves growing up. And it was a blessing that it really, you know, kicked off and that was literally the spark that kind of kicked off everything that's led me to where i am today which is a classic you know yeah and i suppose i mean it is funny like i i like i suppose growing up as well with like your dad being a literal <laughs> diplomat and your mom being a teacher <laughs> yeah. i feel like it does kind of lend itself quite enough to be like somebody stand up you know teaching others taking care of you know other people and like having that kind of like a, a way to like articulately like the way that I, I obviously cannot like, <laughs> articulate you know in a yeah. way like to you know differences or things you know even to explain to people or you know just having the gumption to kind of be stand up as you said on your own two feet like if something doesn't feel right and stuff like that and I feel like obviously from a young age that's been something that's kind of lent itself to your own but like I suppose, yeah, this obviously led itself through to something that's became so much bigger. Like, I mean, even with like the page itself on Instagram is like 50, like over 50,000 yeah. followers, stuff like that. And like the stories that you get as well. Like, I mean, like 
like does not actually kind of take it back a little bit like because i know even when i was kind of going through and trying to trying to do some research and stuff like but just <laughs> even for like the different people that are like coming out and you know find out about different you know people's identities and cultures stuff like this like was this something that like i know like obviously is part of your daily life now and kind of part of your you know almost identity as being like you're you know a person that's at the forefront of this is this something that like you didn't expect to see you know, going as mad as it has or like well as successful as it has should i say um i didn't know what my expectations were you know hmm. basically the creation of black and irish the, uh, itself it was basically so following my ig live with my little sister my little brother the reaction the next morning was amazing you know hmm. I started getting blue ticks in my DMs, like thanking me. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> and um, and I said, you know what? I'll use this week and I'll keep this going. So the following day, night, I had a, the same conversation with my other brother. And then after that, it was with, with some of my with, like my mates, uh, Leon and then Femi. And and then I was like, no, let me get more of my white Irish friends involved. So I had some of the, some of the IG lives of my white Irish friends because mm. I felt that this conversation is a conversation for all of us, no matter what your skin color is, you know? And it was, there was one night where I sat on a Zoom call with Leon Diop and Femi Bancole, the other two co-founders of Black and Irish. Yeah. And we spoke about, you know, the IG lives. And we, as a trio, reflected on our own bringing because, funny story, me and Leon live in the same neighborhood. But for about, <laughs> yeah, crazy. But for, I think it was, I met him in 2016. Yeah, for 10 years, we didn't talk to each other. <laughs> 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 yeah, actually avoid it he's like here there's that guy that's really into you know terminator jesus and keep it distant from him yeah <laughs> yeah literally I, I was like i never we never spoke to each other for 10 years and it was students unions that brought us together yeah. and i knew femi from when i was in when i was in dit because he was a student officer when i was in first year so he did my induction when i came to college like yeah so we all kind of kept in touch and Femi and Leon met each other through my, through my um, I was hosting weekly Zoom pub quizzes. Well, mm. I had friends in America, Scotland, England, Ireland. So we just, so Femi and Leon like became rivals because they always came first and second. So so it was from that, the three of us became a trio. And that, that night we were just chat, chatting about our upbringing because, you know, Femi grew up in, in Dundalk. So his experience as a black person was different. And Leon was, sorry, <clears throat> Leon was a mixed race man who, who who grew up in a white Irish household. His experiences were different. So the three mm. of us reflected. And it was Leon that came up with the idea, you know, I've got this idea with a domain website already sorted called Black and Irish. Mm. I don't know what I want to do with it, lads, but after our discussions today, tonight, let the three of us work, work together and do something. And we're like, yeah, let's do it. I don't know where I can't remember where the idea of an Instagram page came from, but yeah, that was that was where Black and Irish was born from. And in regards to our expectations, um, I hadn't a clue what we were getting into. <laughs> I just knew for, on my, for myself. I'll speak for myself. I just knew that I wanted to expose not just wider Irish society but the world yeah. to. The black Irish experience into the voice. Many of us, I, I, I knew myself on an individual, but many of us are are here but have felt invisible. Mm. Like I live in England at the moment, you know, and the amount of times someone like, I never knew there's black people in Ireland, you know. It's not there's nothing wrong with that, but it's that invisibility yeah that i want to play a part in clearing up and letting people know that look black people and mixed race people didn't just appear in ireland post 1998 but we've been here for generations we've been here for centuries and if you don't believe me check out black and irish and i'll prove it to you you know and and, you know the, the feedback and and the responses was crazy within our first hour a thousand followers you know Within our first week, 10,000. At that time, we had then T-Shot, Leo, Radker even sharing one of our stories. Yeah. And we just didn't know what hit us. But we knew what we had here was something that had to be made. And it was something that we need to look after and keep authentic for our community. Yeah. And I think one of like, the standout things as well, like from obviously, you know, following the page and kind of following people's stories as well. Like it's, it's, it's not that like, 
it i think you've kind of put it in better terms i'm gonna fucking make mincemeat of this um but you're saying kind of explain by it. it's not like in a term like homogenous in terms of like oh every little dealt with the same thing it's a lot of people you know from different backgrounds you know different shades everything like this have all kind of like had their own different experiences but yeah. you're you're obviously pulling together being like okay creating a community where you know it's given shine the light on as you said people that are like communities that are literally invisible like as you said you know even now going over like and in england you're experiencing this people are like oh didn't know there were black people in ireland like i think that was one of the things that kind of really struck a chord with me as well like where it was just kind of finding out even more about like even with your tiktoks about the kind of history and about like you yeah. know like counties and stuff like that be like well i got a fucking fun fact for you that like <laughs> like me like as like i feel like i should be better you know fair fucking knowledge and stuff like this around it but like i know like obviously there's outlets now for like you know mm. everybody can find all the information in the world but um in terms of like you know so many other generations are you know ahead of me or like you know older ones stuff like this like y- you can tell why you know there has been an invisibility in that realm because there has been like bollocks i'll talk you know prior to like i suppose mainstream talking really like prior to this that like has been able to create these conversations that you know we're having now and mm. i suppose even with the likes of podcasts like with you guys having guests on like you know emma debris like you know max Zanga, mm. like like do you know what i mean like people that are able to bring those kind of conversations into more of a colloquial kind of mainstream term yeah. where usually it's just fucking whitewashed as you said like it's <laughs> it's it's not seen it's and it's not really like given enough purpose to and i suppose wasn't really given a voice to but i suppose was that like kind of the inspiration behind your content like you know to give you know all these different areas of voice or like was there in terms of, like even your own content as well like was there anybody or anyone that particularly influences you whenever you go to do say the likes of podcast or your tiktoks or anything mm. like this is there kind of a purpose behind it or are you i suppose now just getting to the point where being like we discovered each other from telling our own stories and we want other people to discover each other from and benefit from the same way that we have yeah that was long-winded uh, i'm so sorry <laughs> no you're, you're grand you're grand don't worry about it um I think with these type of things, it's very important that we always contextualize them, you know, especially in the area of, of quote unquote activism that I'm in. It's mm. quite easy to, to to feel the urge to to break down everything and try and start up, start mm. up from the beginning in regards to the society in which you're living in and to ask questions like, why aren't they black people here? Or why is non-representation there? But I think overall, it's important to contextualize this and understand that first and foremost, you know, for the majority of its of of her lifespan, Ireland has been a, an overwhelming, overwhelming white country. It still is mm. a majority white country. You know, so it's 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 not like yesterday it's a white country. Today, now we have to have representation here, there, and everywhere. But it's more so to understand, you know, the history of of this island and 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 the change in demographics and 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 on why, for example. You don't see enough, you know, black or mixed race um, radio presenters or whatever. Mm. Why? You know what I'm saying? I, I think one thing that we understood very well when we first kicked off was that we recognized that our generation is really is really are the first non-white Irish generation to have spent the overwhelming majority of our lives here whether that be growing up here or being born here going mm. through every single level of the irish educational system and now we're in the workforce so we're we are the first ever um black products of ireland that's not guinness let me say <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah but but um so it's really so we so knowing this it's we recognize that it's up to ourselves to be those kind of to be at the forefront or to be the pioneers, to begin these conversations, to begin knocking and then opening these doors, not necessarily for ourselves, but for the generation that comes after us, because it'd be them that would be making the bigger impact than I am <laughs> at the moment, you know? So this is something that we recognize. And 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 for us to do our job and do what we're doing correctly, we need to also, we, we had to also recognize those who came before us, like Emma Debiri, like Christine Buckley, like, you know, uh, like um, Paul McGrath, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? Because there were black and mixed race people in Ireland before myself. 
and there were black and mixed race people pushing for more representation and 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 fighting against racism in this country before myself and black and irish were even a thing you know so what we want i think the the main purpose behind what our main purpose has been split in different ways but in in that context we wanted to connect the dots yeah around the island yeah. And it's, uh, I didn't know there were so many black people until I made this page myself. <laughs> yeah. The first time I ever heard a black person with a non Dublin accent, I was 18, 17 years old, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, so we wanted to connect the community across the island, north and south of the border. We wanted to give the community a voice. We wanted to empower the community, but we also wanted to show and share with wider Irish society our history and our accomplishments because despite because no matter what color or whatever this anyone is on this island the stories we share the successes the struggles everything they're all uniquely Irish they're mm. a product of this land you know so that's what that, so that's kind of been the main driver behind what we're trying to do and yeah, we keep going because I don't know. It's hard not to when you're in love with when you're in love with your country, when you're in love with your community. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying that over, uh, you're already in England, but it's fine. Yeah, obviously. Uh... <laughs> uh, sure, look. Uh-huh. Oh, just, just, it's just yeah. a quick visit. Let's just say. You, know, you tell me any other Irish person that hasn't emigrated. Now, go on. Go on. I ran across the border. Not I said it. Brexit. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> no no what do you ask if you know but like i suppose like yeah absolutely that's what kind of is like you put it best like connecting the dots like to a point like you know we're even like you know everybody's just trying to find out more and i suppose it's creating that kind of community or that kind of you know network conjunction of find out about different stories that at the end of the day is all you know it's about you know not even just like black and irish but it boils down to irishness and like the fact that it shouldn't you know almost be you know removed from each other like as you said like mm. within the history and stuff like this like it's more to be like this is all just products of landscape and we're all just people you know from the same kind add, of land and can i also add uh, another driver was for us to take control of the narrative you know yeah. uh, many we all have our, 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 our every single human being we all, we all have the capability of, of being judgmental or prejudgmental or having prejudice or forming an idea of a person or of a people based off external influences, you know? We felt it was very important that the story of black Irish people, mixed race Irish people, you know, was told by us, you know, uh, at the end of the day. So we wanted to take back the microphone and let our voices be heard and listened to. Listen to not me for a second. (laughs) 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 No, but like, I suppose... As well, as part of this, I mean, I was already kind of talked to you about, like, obviously, your, you know, upbringing and stuff like this and, you know, things that I suppose I've seen, you know, kind of whenever it's like hearing about your different, like, discussions, kind of like where you got to where you are today. I kind of seen a trajectory, obviously, kind of leading to, you know, being a spokesperson, being articulate, as you said, you know, being able to take that kind of stand. But I suppose before this, like, journey into, you know, the spotlight as, you know, Black and Irish spokesperson, like, maybe... I always find it interesting if people, you know, have maybe had character building jobs like growing up that maybe informed, you know, I feel like it helps mm. kind of inform the kind of pressure on things that, you know, humanize you a little bit, grind you into the kind of world of trend. I don't know if you've had many, I'm talking like, you know, part-time jobs, just weird ones here and there. I don't know yeah. if any of those that you've experienced have kind of like, you know, grinded you down or to the point where like, um, you know, has informed the kind of way that you are able to, you know, deal with things today and stuff like this. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> there is one that really stands out, Connor. Um, it was my very first full-time job. It was a summer job. The summer of 2014, I was recently turned 19 years old. And it was door-to-door sales. Oh. oh you can imagine <laughs> what that was like, you know. Um <laughs> Ah, uh, look, this is post. Uh, look, it, at that time, you know, it was one, uh, and I'm sure it's still the same to an extent, but 
if you don't have experience, then it's quite hard to, you know, really get your foot into the, into the job market. But door to door sales always ha- is like a revolving door of people, you know, <laughs> being part of the cog. And I was a door to door salesman. It was something I did not because I wanted to per se, but because I had to. And I also, I didn't necessarily enjoy all my experiences, but I, I there was a lot of experiences that that played a part in my character development and I really did cherish you know uh, there's a few things so for for one the job itself taught me a lot about people in the sense of reading body language mm. in the sense of taking rejection uh, you know how to turn a negative into a positive maintaining a strong mental mindset you know when you're walking street the streets of Ireland in a suit in oh. the heat sometimes Jeez. You know, we don't get much heat, but for some reason, whenever I was doing the doors, it was heat. You know, Listerine, yeah, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Where were you on the weekend when I'm not working?" You know, and um, you know, doing those doors, learning about different Irish, coming towards different Irish households, different types of families, different types mm. of people, it really exposed me to an Ireland I didn't know. And and the most influential aspect of it was that. I didn't just do Dublin. I did all over. I I did Drogheda. I did Carlo. Jeez, God I God. know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. I did all over. And I was. Just, I, I'm like. I'm. A, I'm a bait. I'm a typical dub. Like I don't really leave the county. Heck, I don't even. I don't really. Leave, I don't even really cross the Liffey to be honest. Like I keep it outside most of the time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. And. Um, Doing doors in like in like in Drogheda or in Cavan or like you know what they'll say literally they'll say the back arsenal. Oh, genuinely, yeah, like, culture shock. What's <laughs> like I had never thought I'd be going to doing those doors and coming across different parts of Ireland really opened my eyes to the country, and you know what, my experiences of the people I came across at the doors overwhelmingly was positive a lot of times especially when i was out in the countryside a lot of people are quite surprised to hear to come across a black lad with a dub accent like mine they're like what the hell is this i'm like i don't know like you tell me (laughs) you know (laughs) but that summer was amazing because i was exposed to to my country in a way i didn't think i'd ever be exposed to i learned how to deal with rejection i improved my public speaking but I also learned to appreciate the different types of people that's out there, you know. So I was able to definitely apply those skills and those that experiences when I went to student politics and when mm. I then, you know, went into the workforce itself. It was mad. Yeah, yeah. I would say yeah. that is one of the, I suppose, most... <laughs> informative fucking jobs you'll ever get if you're ever working young and my brother that was one of his first jobs as well and he would have been quite quiet in himself like he would have been like a real gamer stuff like this like if you wanted to put him out to you know loads of different people like i think he would have been quite anxious about like you know having to go and you know introduce himself and have him take that first step forward Honestly, he did the job as well, but he did it in Belfast, where it's like uh, you're not even cool. crossing over, you know, between you know some areas, whatever, like this. You're crossing over to some communities, whether it be like, "What's your surname?" Yeah, <laughs> and he's, been like, he's like, oh. <laughs> so and, like, yeah. And the thing that also was very helpful doing that job for me was the, the other employees there, because door door sales in our in, where I was anyway, it attracted a lot of foreign nationals. Yeah. So I was exposed for the first time to like, you know, like I was get I, I was exposed and got to know properly for the first time, you know, Irish, Brazilians, Croats, Slovenians, Filipinos, even like Irish lads from the super south side, I call super south side of Dublin that I would never <laughs> work with. Do you know the guys who kind of talk like this, you know? I had never like I didn't go to school like I didn't really go to school like that but I I was exposed to people not just different not just different types of Irish people but different types of people from around the world picked up different languages got to learn about different communities and cultures and you know it really embedded in it, it really like confirmed my perception that at the end of the day, people are people, and yeah, we have our flaws, but 
it's important that we realize that the same flaws another person may have is the exact same I'm like I have the potential to have myself you know yeah that's mad yeah you never made it up to Armagh did you Oh, no, we didn't. We didn't cross the border. I think we uh, we kept we kept it. We kept it for, south of the border for the, for the best. For the best, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I would. I, I, I wouldn't have mind. You know, I would have had a great time up north. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you'd be. Yeah, so I started coming up to our mouth. I'd be like, <laughs> I remember literally coming down here and being like, the mighty ones of childhood would be like, oh, from our man. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, grand. And then they'd be like, God, like after me, some things by like, God, it's like not a bit mad up there. And I'm like. No, like nothing's really happened at all. And then I start like talking about like, like there was only a couple like bomb scares, whatever, like this. We had to close the cafe. Do you know, you got some days off, or whatever. Mm. And then I realized I'm normalizing that. And then I go like, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I have a couple of no, like, North and they would say the same thing. And I remember when I first heard that, I was like, I'm sorry, that is not normal. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I, but I suppose it kind of lets you, I mean, as you said, those kind of jobs get you informed into, you know, finding so many different groups of people, especially stepping mm. out of your shell and being able to be like, I need to have conversation and kind of sell yourself as like, you know, reading that body language and things like this. But I suppose as well, moving on from that, I mean, young boy to where you are today, like, have there been any major standout moments that kind of like came from this, I know, journey in quote unquote activism and, you know, like that I suppose you never thought could have imagined, like maybe an RT podcast, really? Like, is that like one of the standout ones or is there any ones that you're being like, you know, people, as you said, reaching out to you and being like, you're making a difference. Is that like any of those kind of situations been like, Frig, this is like pinch me moment? The RT podcast was definitely a standout moment. It, it was a, it was a major chapter in what we're trying to do because mm-hmm. it was a national broadcaster opening its ears and giving us an opportunity to to be a vessel for our community. You know, mm-hmm. um, that was a major standout moment for us. But I feel I, I think one moment where it, I had to I think I had to pinch myself and just. Take a breath and say, this is actually happening. And that was when the Taoiseach at the time, Leo Varadkar, had shared one of our stories on his Instagram page. That was mad. That was just like, it was like, it was a couple of things. It was, it was I think, you know, I put under an umbrella, not just him. It was just the type of, like, influential and celebrities that got in touch. Mm. Like Laura Whitmore, who was a, who shared our stuff, you know, Yawande, who gave us a shout out. Some of the guys from Boys Own and Girls Aloud, Nadine Coyle, sometimes comments on our stuff. I like, I, I was like, oh. I remember there was one time Dan Randolph, the Irish goalkeeper, was just watching one of our lives, and I was like, oh, what is going on? Like, <laughs> is this actually real? Because yeah. you know, y- 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 you see. You have those like like imaginations of what would it be like if I did something that was famous, uh, or like you ever watch those documentary, not documentary, those movies, of, and like how like these group of whatever people made something and then led them to this. We're like, yeah. lads, I don't know, are we living that? Like, I don't know what's <laughs> going, what is going on. And then having like the BBC reach out to us, Sky News, all these news outlets was an absolute blessing but I, I, and then doing talks for the Irish consulate and for city of New York and stuff it was, I think all these invites and all these like exposures have always every single one of them stand out in my head of yeah wow I'm truly grateful for these but it was at the very beginning when I didn't know how big this could grow hmm. when just seeing the overwhelming pouring of appreciation and gratitude. No, it really did. It really was something that kind of t- took me aback and made me just step back and think to myself, this can't be real life, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's it. Like, do you know what I mean? I mean, like, as you said, I mean, this is only starting out, really. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, who Mad. knows where it's going to go from here? But I mean, on the flip side of that, I suppose with everything, like there's positives, like, and it seems that there has been so much of like positive energy and positive, you know, enjoyment and people really, you know, coming together from it. But have there been any kind of major, I suppose, horror stories or like conversations that I kind of like led from this as well, where you do put yourself in that kind of like role as 
I, you know, I'm here talking about it. Has there been like, I mean, it sounds weird to say it, but has there been like backlash? Yeah, what we do, like, whenever you talk about racism, especially in, in an, on an online platform or an online scenario, there will always be backlash. Hmm. I tell you, you know, whether there be racists in your comment sections, ignorant people who just don't get it. There's only so much, you know, well, there's only so much of a word caption you can use to respond to someone, you know. Um, hmm. Yeah, but like, with talking about this stuff, there's always going to be backlash. And I'm not really like, the, the, you should, if you care enough about what you're trying to do and the change you're trying to bring forward, the, you should welcome the backlash because that means you're doing something right, in my opinion. Yeah. But there was a moment, um, to give me your horror story, it was last summer, I think it was around August last year, so almost a year ago now, we decided to launch our, our, our Twitter account. Mm. What a mistake mm. at that time. Jesus, the hellscape on earth. Like, the, like, don't get me wrong, Twitter, great for like humor or something, but like, Jesus, yeah. if there's an area where people feel like they can like, just land on, oh my mm. God, I've like... I, I, you need to take a step back. Like even it's like I'm not even involved with anything on it, and I take a step back. Cause mm. I'm like fucking hell, toxically. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I would describe Twitter as the wild, wild west of social media. <laughs> it's a lawless place. And then when we launched uh, the page itself, we started sharing the stories as we would, but we wouldn't yeah. share the whole stories. We, what we will do is that we will share the person's hopes for Ireland, so mm. something positive, and we'll have the photo of the person. And we weren't just getting horrible, horrible messages on the on comments to those posts, you know, but we were getting them, not from Ireland, but from people from all over the world, racists, Nazis, the whole lot. And I, I, and I would say, I, I, look, I, I, I'm, with confidence, I'm, I would say I'm a strong-minded person. But mm-hmm. that day, it, it did break me. I remember I was in the gym, still always between each set, checking to see another comment, another comment, and, you know, being a fool and responding, you know, and allowing myself to fall into this tunnel. And I remember calling Leon Femi and just low-key breaking down, like, lads, what is this? I think what got me is because one of the stories I put up was my brother. So I've seen what people were saying about my brother, and, yeah, it kind of hit me personally. So we decided to take a step back, delete everything, it wasn't us giving in to the trolls or giving in because it wasn't just trolls. These were actual people as well. It wasn't mm. us giving in, but it was us reevaluating our strategy mm. and protecting the people who choose to share their stories. Because I know myself, if I was, I wouldn't like to see my photo on a page I don't have control of with such comments like that. So I wanted to yeah. protect those people who are who decide who who. Were, were kind enough to share their stories. So what we just did, um, and it's been working ever since, we don't share the photos, but we share the full story. So, you know, on Twitter, they have like the word count. So mm. we'll put a piece, then in the comments, the next piece, the next piece. If there's no photo, who are you attacking? All you have is a name. Yeah. And it's worked out in a good way, which which I've been thankful for. So, the, so in, and it's worked so well. The funny thing is, now is that we get more racist attacks on our Facebook rather than our Twitter. And a lot of times there are real people on the Facebook with their kids in their profile photos. Oh, of course there yeah, as well. The like, whole oh, lot. Jesus. It's, 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 it can be disappointing, but also it's a consistent reminder um, as to why we have to keep going with what we're doing. Yeah, I suppose that's it as well. Like, I mean, with the kind of downs or, you know, the fucking negativity from it i suppose that kind of raises more to the point where being like this is the reason why we're doing it do you know what i mean like if yeah. there's even people engaging with it and fucking being wankers like just being assholes about the stuff like at least they're fucking engaged with it rather than just you know fucking staying in their echo chamber and staying in that kind of exactly. like oh i've never known about this whatever like it's like no now you know now you're just being mm. actively an arsehole so uh let's reevaluate that, that. <laughs> you know, on, when I reflected on this, because I remember one of the biggest fears you have when you're running, a, whether that be your own social media platform, a, a personal or professional social media platform, is having people attack you in the comment section. How do you respond to that? Mm. You know, I mean, how do you deal with this, etc.? It's like, it, blah, 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 you know. 
but in a weird way, when I reflected on this, you know, and I and I think the same, the, lad, the lads on the team are saying, uh, I welcome the negativity. I welcome, not like welcome, yeah, come right in, yeah, go on, you mad thing, go on, not like that. But I don't, I'm not afraid of it. Basically, you know, I, I, I don't. Bonnie welcome cyberbullying. <laughs> Imagine, am I mad? Bloody hell. <laughs> but when I say when I say I welcome it, what I mean by that is that it is these people I want. We want to see our content. It is yeah. these people who need our content more than they know, you know. And all it takes, I know, is just one story to hit a chord, and it might be it might be the seed that that could could be planted to help someone kind of see people who look like me in a different way, you know. Yeah, because there's real fear out there. You know, it's, it's in nowadays, especially with the amount of information we have, some may question whether we are we even informed. Mm. So it's it's about understanding that and um, trying to see what we can do to to create a space where people are willing to learn if they are willing to, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I suppose like with that kind of in mind, and like obviously where everything has kind of been developing on through and like everything else has been going so well for yourselves like and you know your objects it's like what you kind of you know initially thought this would be and like where it's kind of developed on from there like what does the future hold for like (laughs) everything like well even for yourself bonnie like are there any big goals that like even you want to achieve that you haven't yet or like with the page like with the rest of guys like i mean where do we go from here um what the well what the future looks like i know the future is is as bright as my smile i tell you that now connor you know hey. <laughs> Jeez, how cringe was that yeah. mm. we'll stick to turn here of course <laughs> uh, sure look i've said it now it's done now so move. um the future i know is positive and bright for black and irish we continue to grow we continue to do what we can to to support our community it's very important, you know, that we recognize and that everyone else understands that Black and Irish is not the only voice of Black and mixed race Irish people out there. We're not mm. the only vessel f- um, for, you know, empowerment and change on, in the Isle of Ireland. We want, like, you know, we're just one, we're just one piece to the bigger puzzle, you know, and it's just been, it's been an honor, uh, and it's been good to know that we're a piece that's doing a lot of good for our community and to become quite influential but you know we want more organizations we want to see more you know successful black and mixed race people doing good things for this island for this community for not just our community but for the white irish society as a whole because Mm. you know we've been doing good things for this island you know so the future is going is good the future is bright and for myself i would say the exact same thing you know I'm just going to continue doing what I do, uh, you know, creating a safe space for people to want to, to learn about my, myself and my community and my people, educating people and, you know, playing my part individually and via Black and Irish in moulding this new Irish identity. You know, it's nothing to be afraid of. And that's what we're trying to show people. But it's something to be embraced because what it means to be Irish Today is definitely what it meant. It's definitely not what it meant to be Irish two hundred years ago, a hundred years ago, fifty years ago, and that's what it is. These things always change, but it takes all of us, white, black, or other, to play our part in helping mold it for the better, for the better. Yeah, for the better. (laughs) Yeah, for the better. (laughs) Yeah, for the better. It could be for the better of your family, for the better of your community, for the better of the island, for the better of the country. I'll leave the little gap, the little blank space up to, up to yourself and your listeners. Yeah. yeah, and I suppose, like, geez, I suppose that's, like, the best kind of outcome that you can really look for. I mean, and from, I know, like, the momentum that you guys have been hitting so far, and I suppose the amount that, like, even, like, everybody, I suppose, has been welcoming it and it has been developing so much. I mean, I have no fucking doubt that the, the only kind of way is kind of go up from here and as well with other kind of different organizations, stuff like this. Like, I mean, it seems to be going in the right direction. I mean, uh, for for the best, like, like lack of better words, like that's kind mm. of seems to be in a positive kind of light. But I suppose just 
before we go on, because I realize that I've almost been chatting for an hour, Bonnie, uh, and you're uh, literally being like, get me out of here. <laughs> I've got birthdays to organize. I was wondering just before I let you go and then do all the plugs, blah, 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 blah. Um, I have been making some notes of some like little key phrases, little key words throughout that. Like, I wonder if you do a wee bit of a word association kind of game with me, just kind of get, <laughs> okay. you know, quick, like whatever comes to mind first. Are you up for it? Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So don't be worrying. Everything's kind of been said through this, but it's just whatever comes to mind first. So here we go. First one, encyclopedia. Information. <laughs> Terminator. <coughs> the future. <laughs> <laughs> Door-to-door sales. Oh, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok. Oh. The new tick, the new, uh, uh, TikTok. Um, One word. Madness. <laughs> madness. 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 Twitter. No. <laughs> Black Narish. Amazing. And finally, Finch Reviews. Brilliant. But, oh, I, Brilliant. I mean, you said it, not me, but like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, every single for time. Black I and it, Irish, it. For Black and Irish, I want to say, I want to replace Amazing with Superpower. Yeah. Superpower. Shout out I to think... Paul and Ema for that one. Superpower. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's better. That's better one from it now. But no, I suppose, Bonnie, thanks so much for giving up. I mean, Friday afternoon to chat to this <laughs> week's back at kids. So um, no, honestly, I suppose for people that obviously have maybe been listening to this today and you kind of want to follow yourself and you know suppose Black Nash anything that I suppose you're a part of and like the, all the kind of amazing work that you're doing um where can they find you where can they follow you where can yeah. they you know contribute and etc etc yeah cheers so first and foremost if you want to follow Black and Irish and join us on this amazing journey in improving our country and our society for the better um on Instagram we are at black underscore and Irish that's the same for our Instagram, Facebook, and tw- Twitter and TikTok at Black and Irish, un- at Black underscore and Irish. For myself and in the individual level, my Instagram is at B O N B O N O D underscore. That's at Bon Bon O D underscore. And my TikTok, which is an amazing piece of, 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 of just amazing. Oh, honestly, uh, beautiful. (laughs) Honestly, I need to post something soon someday. But yeah, my TikTok is at BonBonOD14. So that's B-O-N-B-O-N-O-D-1-4. I mean, mm. there you have it. Thank you so much for coming on. Every mixture to, I love that I'm fucking being like, every mixture to like, you know, fall whatever like <laughs> yeah. this. Like, you fucking, nobody's coming through me to find you. I let you be uh, like, I'm just privileged I'm being here. No, but thanks so much for coming on. I mean, enjoy the rest of your evening and absolute pleasure, man. Just cannot fucking wait to see where yeah. you go from here. Honestly. Thank you, Connor. It's been a pleasure. Take it easy. No worries. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Finterfuse. And thank you so much to Bonnie. It was an absolute pleasure having the chats with him. And I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. If you did, please do remember to give us a like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff on whatever listening platform you're on. And also, do not forget to give us a like and a follow on socials. I am on basically everything. Um, mainly Instagram is my go-to one. And yeah give us a wee follow there um it's finterviews underscore podcast i'm also on facebook and all the rest but just type in finterviews online and you'll find me there but yeah you can get in touch and let me know who you would like to hear on the podcast next until then thank you so much for tuning in i'll chat to you later bye <laughs>